0: Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.
1: Love is in the air. You know what that means. It's time to dust off those cheesy pickup lines and get ready for Valentine's Day as it approaches faster than Cupid's Arrow. But before you panic buy a giant teddy bear or a heart-shaped box of chocolates, let's take a moment to appreciate the unsung heroes of this romantic holiday, the florists. I'm Charity Sebecker the Midwest Farm Report. Have you ever wondered how florists really prepare for the surge of orders and all the details behind crafting those stunning arrangements that really capture that essence of love? Well, Nicole Campbell, owner of Petal Pusher Floral Studio and Wisconsin and Upper Michigan Florists Association president, says they actually begin prepping all the way back in December. She shares more about how she gears up for the Valentine's Day rush and other trends throughout the year.
0: Obviously, there is a tremendous demand at Valentine's Day, probably the highest, most peak demand of the entire calendar year. But um, it's not a new holiday, so the florists are used to kind of ramping up for it, and everything seems good to go.
1: What types of flowers are more prevalent during valentine's day or which ones are people asking for most i have a feeling it's probably roses but i'm sure there's others i'm not thinking about
0: (laughs) yeah roses are always the classic um and that will probably never change um but i would say probably number two at least you know in this midwest area is tulips because i think so much of our area is kind of in the middle of winter so to speak that it's just really delightful to think about something that's kind of a On the horizon for spring and to be able to have those in the middle of winter, I think just lifts people's spirits. So those tend to be a really popular choice.
1: How soon do you start getting calls for orders for Valentine's Day? Is there a certain cutoff you have to have just to make sure you can have everything here in time or take me through that process?
0: We actually start ordering the flowers, like telling the farms what we're looking for back in December, because it takes them a period of time to actually grow this product, so we have to actually place our orders with the farms in December. Um, So we're kind of trying to anticipate, you know, what people are going to be looking for and how much we're going to need and that sort of thing. So it's important for us to keep diligent notes every year for the holidays looking forward. Um, Most of our customers, however, are not even thinking about Valentine's Day until, you know, mid-January is maybe when we first start to see a couple of people who are (laughs) planner-aheaders place their orders. But honestly, the majority of people don't think about it until it's the week of or even the day of.
1: Just curious, how much do you go through? Can you give me maybe some of the numbers behind how much do you actually order or how many orders do you complete?
0: Yeah, um... We go through, like when I think about the flowers that I have ordered, we'll go through thousands of stems of flowers. You know, it's a week's worth of volume literally condensed into a day. So it's totally different than our day-to-day operations. So we'll go through thousands of stems of product. Um, on Valentine's Day itself, we'll probably make somewhere between like 150 to 200 deliveries in one day. Um, So our staff, like I have friends and family of employees who we we recruit to come in and help us for the day, whether it's running deliveries or just answering the phone. I mean, it's just a mind boggling day. And I'm always thrilled and relieved when it's done.
1: (laughs) Well, even I think prepping out a little farther with Mother's Day, I know I get my mom flowers every year for that. How are you guys preparing for that? Are there anything you're working on now for that as well? We pretty much
0: get through Valentine's Day and then that's when we start to think about Mother's Day. So nothing that we have to be ready for yet but Mother's Day is kind of a different holiday Valentine's Day is very much a one day focused event but Mother's Day we actually see that bump in in sales and and busyness all week long it's not just specific to one day so it is kind of different Um, and obviously there's a lot more to choose from to be honest come Mother's Day because things are starting to warm up we're starting to have the option of plants that can go outside so it's just a different sort of holiday Um, and hopefully the weather will cooperate and we'll have lovely springy weather for mother's day.
1: Now looking at just being able to get these flowers for these events and throughout your year, how are you keeping an eye on the crap overseas? We have a lot of
0: growers that we have really good relationships with, so they kind of keep us informed more so. Um, They'll let us know if there's anything that's going to be problematic or anything that they anticipate being in short supply. Um, So they kind of give us recommendations going in so that if there is anything that they expect an issue with, we know that ahead of time so we can encourage our customers to make a different choice or have a, a different option available for them.
1: And where do you get most of them from when it does come from coming overseas? And I know you mentioned you haven't had any issues with supply chain, correct?
0: No, things have really evened out compared to where we were, you know, when we were in the midst of the pandemic and even coming out of that. Things have really bounced back beautifully in our industry. Um, But a lot of it comes, there's wonderful products being grown in South America, particularly roses and hydrangea and chrysanthemums. Um, but we also see a ton of stuff obviously come through that very famous Dutch auction that everybody knows about. Um, a lot of product moves through there as well. And then there are other little regions in the world that do kind of their specialty products like peonies from Alaska and things like that. So it it really is a worldwide industry.
1: And what's really unique about your shop is you do have your own flower farm, so that helps. But can you <laughs> tell me, what is it like? What do you grow... How has really the drought that we've experienced and now a pretty mild winter affected your (laughs) flowers?
0: Well, the mild winter is interesting because I actually have daffodils and hyacinths that are peeking out of the ground, which is not normally something we would see at this time of year. So the mild winter is making for what might be a very interesting spring. Um, My pussy willows have already started to pop, which is also incredibly early, but a happy timing for Valentine's Day because I'm thrilled to have the pussy willows available for that holiday. Um, So, yeah, we'll see exactly what the rest of the winter season has in store for us, if things are going to slow back down or if we really are going to forge ahead and have an early spring, as the groundhog said we would. Um, Time will tell. We were actually really fortunate... We have not been as dry as some other areas at our particular farm, so we haven't had too big of an issue with that, but we'll see what this growing season does to in that regard. Mother Nature is really the one in charge, and we just play along by her rules as best we can.
1: With your flowers that you grow, how many varieties do you grow, or is there a certain one that you grow that maybe others don't?
0: I don't know that we grow anything that other people aren't, but we do grow because of- as a florist, we do a lot of wedding work, so we do tend to grow the flowers that are very popular for our brides, um, and those include peonies and dahlias are probably the two biggest crops, and then scabiosa and lysianthus probably being the next two down. Um, a lot of farms do grow those, but we really tend to lean into exactly what our brides are wanting to carry, so we focus a lot on those elements.
1: And throughout the year, I know earlier we talked about what types of flowers people are wanting for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. but throughout their year, roughly, what do people really gravitate towards and how has that changed over the years?
0: It does change as, as trends change. You know, people are seeing different things on Instagram and Pinterest and that, you know, like Lizzie Amphys, most people didn't know what that was a few years ago and now it's something people are asking for by name. So it just becomes a matter of what people are seeing and, and posting and sharing and those become popular things. But then, of course, there are the classics, you know, things like sunflowers and roses and hydrangea. Those are never going to go away. But we always have these new products that kind of come out. And dahlias are another one, too. You know, that wasn't a flower that people really coveted the way they do now. And now there are people paying a lot of money for dahlia tubers for some of the really unique cultivars and that sort of thing. So that's one that's been very popular as of late. And ranunculus and anemones. People can't get enough of those either. Even those are, those are challenging products to grow here in the Midwest, but they are lovely ones.
1: And as a florist, I know it's not just the flowers. You guys need a lot more products to really make these beautiful bouquets for our customers. You need the vases, the ribbons, the gems, mm-hmm. and so many things behind the scenes. How are things looking on that front for you?
0: That has all really evened itself out well, too. Um, There were some challenges, again, with the pandemic and post-pandemic of some different supplies and different adhesives and certain things we use being in very short supply and having to find alternatives to them, in fact. But now that has really kind of evened itself out. So, so far, smooth sailing, and hopefully that'll carry into the wedding season as well.
1: What other trends are you seeing in the floral industry? We are definitely seeing a lot more customers start to
0: ask about where their flowers are grown, um, caring about focusing on local options if there is a local, you know, product available. Um, so that's really exciting to see. I think that's happening as a trend across the floral industry. And then that opens up new products that otherwise we couldn't always get. You know, there are some products that just don't handle being shipped well, like Cosmos Daisies and feverfew, Few and some of those more delicate blooms that now if because they can be grown locally and farmers are starting to do that, they're becoming more readily available. So it actually improves the variety of things we can work with, which is really exciting.
1: That was Nicole Campbell, owner of Petal Pusher Floral Studio and Wisconsin and Upper Michigan Florist Association president along with us. Whether you're knee-deep in romance or just enjoying the chocolates you bought for yourself, Thank your local florists for their hard work during this holiday and all events you may have throughout the year. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seabekker.
0: Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird
1: food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.